0: Welcome to The Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. All right. Hey, hey, friends. I'm so excited that you joined us because this show is going to be just absolutely amazing. Um, I'm super pumped up because we have a complete and total rock star with us today. Uh, She is a two-time Olympian as the former assistant coach for the Canadian women's basketball team. She's one of the most highly certified basketball coaches in Canada. She has 26 years of elite coaching and leadership experience including the Olympic Games, World Championships, FIBA Americas, and World University Games. Her name is Shawnee Harley, and she is here and ready to just drop some fire for all of us. Say hello.
1: Bam, let's go, people.
0: <laughs> She's fired up. She had
2: all the coffee that I had earlier. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so much for joining us. I have been listening to some of your past podcast interviews yeah, with others, and I am so excited to have you on with us. Um, I was reading through some of their write-ups, and I loved, I loved the one that read, Her purpose and passion are devoted to helping athletes of all ages gain a competitive edge, get selected to their dream team, earn a scholarship, and compete with courage and confidence when it matters most. And because it takes a village, she also works with their parents. And it gave (laughs) me goosebumps Um, because, of course, we always talk about uh, Trent, my son, who's a high-level athlete, and he's currently playing um, junior hockey up in northern Canada in this teeny tiny little city called Red Lake um so I am living in that current world um and the mental and physical roller coaster it takes for a kid and their parent um to be an elite athlete and and make those dreams a reality because I feel like all while they're little um I always talk about this when Trent was little everybody's like well it's not like they're going to the NHL it's not like they're going to the NHL and now his friends are going to the NHL NHL, right? So, and
0: back um, then you're like,
2: "Why not?" Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm super excited to just just hear all the things, Shawnee. Well, I can talk
1: forever about my, about what I do because I I love it so much. So, um, do we have three days for this podcast, or just a little short time? <laughs> all of the time, we're we're gonna, girl, gonna, the time you girl, all the time you need. I. I uh, this is. a uh, it's a really, really deep um, and broad topic, and, you know, you nailed it. The um, I think the roller coaster is higher than it's ever been, and therefore it means it's lower than it's ever been, and parents are a really, really important part of the journey.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, it, it's important because we've talked about before how, like, mind, mindset starts at home, right? If yeah. I was one of those parents that was like, well, it's not like you're going to the NHL, he... Probably would have quit a long time ago, right? right? because you're
0: planting that seed, but (laughs) instead, you continue to push him, provide him, you know, work your butt off to provide him with what he needed, and- I loved that day you called me. You're like, he came in and he said, we did it, mom. We did it. (laughs) Yeah. But it definitely took coaches like
2: Shawnee who um, really kept him in the game along the way because, you know, you know how it goes with kids. Like we as parents can tell them the same thing 75 times, but they hear somebody like Shawnee and she says it just the way where it hits home. And so I want to kind of take a few steps backwards. We always like to give our listeners a little deeper dive than just that bio highlight. Reel, which you have so many highlights, So, right. um, but can you give our listeners a little origin story about you, like how you got into coaching, why, maybe who impacted you along the way, um, and what keeps you in it? Sure. I, I played sports
1: my entire life. Uh, I grew up in a very sporty family and played them all, and I actually wrote in my, uh, my high school yearbook, that I wanted to go to the Olympics. But when I said that I meant as an athlete and, uh, unfortunately I'm, I'm only five foot five, actually not unfortunately, but at the time it just shows you where my awareness was. I was five foot, well, still five foot five. Basketball (laughs) was my favorite sport back then. And so I was thinking I was going to the Olympics as a five foot five basketball player. And I got to play uh, university basketball for three years. And then I got cut. So there went my Olympic dream, just like that. (laughs) My (laughs) Olympic dream was done. And, uh, you know, when you're you're that age, you, you know, you're, there's so many things that you don't know at the time. And Mm -hmm. I was devastated. And the cool thing is, when I look back on it, it was the start of the journey that I was meant to be on after I mm-hmm. got cut, uh, because the coach that cut me I said, "You know, had you ever have you ever thought about coaching?" And I'm like, "Hell no! Like I'm an athlete. Can't you tell?"
0: <laughs> and, right.
1: Uh, and so that coach started me along along the coaching path, and I was a professional coach for oh. Uh, <clears throat> over 20 years and uh then like a lot of things in life right you get burnt out um you know coaching has talk about the roller coaster oh my gosh oh, the God. coaching roller coaster is really high and really low and uh i i stepped away from that of that role in 2012 but i continued on uh with our olympic team as in the role of an assistant coach and i went through the olympics in 2016 and then in 2017 i i decided that i was like you know what i can feel another calling
0: Mm.
1: and the calling was i got to be an athlete i got to be a coach and i got to see close up what the what the struggles were what the problems were how come on the biggest day, we can't show up as our greatest self. How come so often on the biggest day, the biggest stage, the pressure overwhelms us and we choke, we hide, we play small. That absolutely fascinated me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to freaking do something about this. It's not necessary <laughs> to choke. It is not necessary to hide. It is not necessary to fake it till you make it. There has to be a solution out there for athletes, parents, and coaches. And then I started my mental toughness business. And every morning that I wake up, I'm like, yep, the path took me to exactly where I was supposed to be right here, right now.
0: I love that so much because Trish and I are very much firm believers of like everything happens for a reason and it happens exactly when it's supposed to. And I love that, um, you know, you didn't take the closing of that door as the end of your journey. You had the perspective to say, OK, this door might be closed, but like this one's open and it's going to allow me to continue just in a different capacity.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's just fantastic. And um, I know you were talking about mental toughness and mindset work, but one of the things I heard you say uh, that I really enjoyed was that you do heart work, not just mindset work. And I thought that that was so deep, and I would love if you kind of unpack that for us. Well, that's such a good
1: question. That's a juicy one. (laughs) This is one of those ones I can talk for a long time. So I'm going to manage myself here and and not, not uh, go forever on it. But this is, this is what I love so much about my mental toughness coaching is that I combine what's going on in your head, but more importantly, what's going on in your heart. And the reason that I do heart work is because I believe that's where the truth is Mm. and the truth sets us free port in my opinion tells us to avoid the truth it only says to think about the happy things don't have negative feelings don't have don't think about the bad things i think that hinders emotional intelligence our heart if you want to call it you know it's it houses your soul your spirit your knowingness your beingness whatever words that we want to use in there So many of the athletes that come into my mental toughness training and the parents and coaches, and I think about myself when I was an athlete, I only understood the what, the, what is I'm nervous, I'm disappointed. I'm afraid, worried about whatever it is, all of these things. I never knew why. Hmm. I believe that we cannot change behavior by addressing the behavior. We have to go underneath and see what's driving it, what's causing it. I think all of that stems in the heart. Why am I nervous? Where are these feelings coming from? Where are they originating? That's the heart work. That's where the truth is. And when we face it, it is so freeing. It's messy first, (laughs) freeing second.
0: Uh, I like that you call it messy because it can get messy, especially if you're having to do like a self-audit and be super honest with yourself about why you're not progressing. Why? You're... And a lot of times, like when I do that, I come back and I say, well, you're the one who's cooling yourself off. You're the one who didn't take that opportunity because your own limiting beliefs or, you know, your own chaos, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that, you know, we always go very surface level and I love that she goes deeper and I think, you know having being a mom of teens I have two teens um and it's so hard I feel like to get teens to open up and talk better yet like talk about their feelings Feelings. yeah especially like boys talking about their feelings that's not allowed boys aren't allowed to have feelings right because in in a lot of households they're raised like that right um kids are raised to just suck it up right do what you're supposed to do especially in sports I feel like rub some dirt in it move on right rub some dirt in it and Get going. So I love that you're doing this work. Can you tell us a little bit, like how do you get them to be real with you?
1: Well, you brought up one of my favorite f words, <laughs> yes. And you know, I I just think why why do we lie, why do we lie to ourselves? You know, don't have that feeling. Oh no, I'm not. Oh no, I'm not feeling that. I mean, I think that we cannot successfully lie to ourselves for a long period of time.
0: Mm.
1: How do I get athletes to open up about feelings? Well, here's what I've learned. They want to talk about feelings. They just don't know how they have never gone there. They've never moved from their head into their heart. And here's how I start. It's one of my other favorite F words. I go right to the one of the biggest F-words, fear. Mm. And one of the very first conversations that I have when I'm working with athletes is I ask them, hey, you have a game tomorrow. You have a tryout tomorrow. You have a competition tomorrow. What's your greatest fear? Oh. That's mm. the very first question I ask them. And they look at me like, wow. and they And I can tell they're thinking, I'm actually allowed to talk about that Mm -hmm. because they know it's in there. There's a storm. There's a storm brewing. They know it's in there. They feel it, but they try to push it away, avoid it, not have it. But it continues to persist because what you resist persists. So when I say, Mm -hmm. what's your biggest fear for your competition tomorrow, your practice tomorrow? It is, it's almost like they're like, wow be allowed to talk about this so that is where I start I have never had an athlete unable to engage in that conversation when I begin with that sentence
0: that's so good and it might help too you know that you're not a parent or a guardian or someone who's intimately involved in you know every single second Can can
1: I tell you why this is so good (laughs) what athletes tell me things that they don't tell anyone else you want to know why well this is what i've learned because when they give me an answer i don't judge them
2: yes yes i don't
1: i don't i don't try to save them from the feeling because this is what happens parents are trying their hardest we are all ill-equipped fyi So they try their hardest to have these conversations with their athletes, but then I ask the athletes, well, how come you don't tell this to the to your parents? And they roll their eyes and like, oh my goodness, like that this and this is the first answer, because it always ends up in a
0: lecture. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I guess interesting isn't it? I am a parent. I lecture my kids.
1: (laughs) So I think that if we everything that we're talking about is a skill. A skill means we can get better at it. A skill means the more we practice it, the more we sharpen the skill. And really, these are skills of learning how to be. um, The intention. When I ask a question to an athlete, what's your biggest fear for tomorrow? My underlying intention is curiosity. And they feel that. Often when a parent ask it, asks it, their underlying intention is there's only one answer and you better get it right. And if right. you don't get it right, I'm going to show you how to get it right. So you just sit here and listen to me talk to you. Like mm-hmm. there's an underlying intention of I have the answers. I'm driving the bus. You need to listen to me. There's, and they, the athletes feel it. They, they know what judgment feels like. They know what curiosity feels like. I work at, and I'm really intentional with this and I've gotten so much better at it than I used to be, because remember I was a coach for 20 years, so I knew everything I told, I lectured, (laughs) I directed, I corrected. Now as I'm able to step back, I'm getting better at helping them, save themselves. Rather than me saving them,
0: mm. and that
1: feels different when you are the receiver.
2: Oh, that is all so good, so deep. I've got <gasps> goose over here. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I know, I know. And you're talking about fear, and uh, I'd love for you to share with Kylie. You you talked about fopo fopo on one of your podcasts. Can you tell her what fopo is? Yeah, fill me in. And I, I can't
1: take credit. Like I didn't
2: make it up. I don't, I have
1: no idea where I heard it. So it isn't my idea. I just (laughs) want to start with that. So F O P O it's like FOMO, but not. FOPO stands for fear of people's opinions.
0: Mm, It's the most exciting
1: topic ever. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, it's the number one thing that athletes are afraid of. But they mm-hmm. don't know that they don't know it. So again, we'll talk about, um, remember I said to you the question I asked them: what's the biggest thing you're afraid of for tomorrow, your competition, practice, try out, whatever it is. And they will always say something like losing, not doing well, not making the team, not whatever. And I, and I look right at them. I'm like, Nope, that's not what you're afraid of. Those are things we are not afraid of things. We are afraid of feelings. And the biggest feeling, so I have to go a little around about here to get to football. The biggest (laughs) feeling that they hate the most, it's the awfulest feeling they hate the most, is embarrassment. Yeah. Why am I afraid of losing? Why am I afraid of not? Because I feel embarrassed. And so I asked them, what's the root of embarrassment? Of course they have no idea. They've never thought about it. (laughs) The root of embarrassment is the fear of disapproval. Say it again, the root of embarrassment is the fear of disapproval. POPO, fear Mm. of people's opinions. That's why we don't wanna make mistakes because we're afraid of getting judged. That's why we don't wanna finish last because we're afraid of getting judged. Fear of people's opinions. With all the athletes that I'm working with right now, and I've worked with hundreds of them, it's the number one fear, but they don't know it because they think the fear is the mistake, losing, not finishing well. They are so fearful of judgment, and then I'll tell you what happens. This is why judgment is so difficult for them to manage. Well, number one, they don't know what's going on, But here's what happens. They feel the judgment from the noise, social media, parents, teammates, coaches, opponents, whatever. They feel the judgment from the noise. The judgment comes in and they believe it. They get double whammied. The noise whammies them and then they whammy themselves. And this fear just gets pushed deeper and deeper and deeper it is a huge detractor of self-esteem self-worth courage think about what happens when we are fearful of judgment what how do we show up we hide we're timid and we play small so Mm. i told you i could talk about FOPO for a long time so i'm going to take a (laughs) breath and rest
0: That was so enlightening. Like I keep we keep I don't know if you can see us. We just keep looking at each other with these with these nuggets that you're dropping and I mean I'm taking notes here. This is absolutely beautiful stuff. Um and I think it's very insightful that you uh, through your experience and your research and your learning, um, and your lessons that you were able to, you said you had to kind of go around the block a little bit, that you were able to figure that out and kind of like put those pieces together because you're absolutely right. Especially when you're working with like young people, um, like myself, no, I'm kidding. Um, when you're working with young people who are in the throes of those hormonal developments and those changes and everything's going on, like maybe they're not even, like you said, they don't know. They don't know. And the fact that you can come in and kind of shine that light is absolutely beautiful. Well, and I feel like it's applicable to all of us. Like me and Kylie both looked at each other like, Dang, that's all our problems no, in sure. life, right there. Right there. <laughs> why aren't you making calls? Fear of other people's opinions that yep. I'm bothering them or that I'm terrible. Yeah. Why aren't
2: you posting on social media like you're supposed to? Because I don't. Because I don't really have makeup it. on, and I
0: don't want people to think I'm fat and ugly. Yep. Like,
2: <laughs> yep, yep, one hundred percent, dude. Oh, so good.
0: All so right. Good. Oh my goodness. Well, listeners, let's take a quick break. Can we take a quick break quick to break. hear from our sponsors? Um, you're gonna want to come back because we're go- we've got a couple more questions. Shawnee's going to drop some more amazing nuggets of insight and knowledge on us. So come right back, sit tight. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic
1: visit mystarsacademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success
0: you deserve all right friends welcome back to elite life podcast and we are here with the amazing shawnee harley she is dropping some serious knowledge on us about mental toughness working on your heart getting inside your fear and getting it out of the way um One thing uh, that we, you know, we were looking through your website, checking you out, kind of Facebook stalking you a little bit. And uh, we saw that, you know, you tell your athletes to stop playing it safe and start being courageous. So what can you tell us like what that looks like and how does one overcome that that self doubt and start showing up with confidence?
1: believe we never overcome self-doubt and i don't teach that i don't i don't say stop feeling that way or i don't say hire me and i'll make it so that you never have those feelings i think that they're called feelings because we're supposed to feel them all of them Hmm. because feelings bring information when something matters you're going to be nervous, worried, anxious, and self-doubt. And then I'm like, oh no, I have the solution for you. If you don't want self-doubt, stop caring. There, fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it is normal to have these things. And then mental toughness is just managing them. And what, what I teach is, I believe that confidence is overrated I believe it's misunderstood. It's an emotion based on results. Mm. When you're good at something, you don't have to try very hard to be confident because confidence and competence are connected. I don't teach confidence. I don't, I don't work on confidence. Actually, yes, I do. I'm like, you want to have more confidence? Get better. There, fix it. <laughs> Practice. We, what we all, you know, we say, just get out there and be confident. There's a reason athletes aren't confident. And telling them to get out there and be confident is telling them to not have a feeling. I do the opposite. Have a feeling. Any feeling you want. <laughs> and then let's do something with it. Let's get a toolkit to manage it. Mm. Instead of confidence. I teach courage. Confidence is an emotion. Courage is an action. Mm. Those two things can coexist. I cannot feel confident and raise my hand to take the penalty shot. I can lack confidence and choose courage and take a three-point shot. Because courage is a choice. And another one of my favorite quotes, without fear, there can be no courage. So lack of confidence, fear, anxiety, worry, whatever words we put in there, it's an opportunity to go, wow, I get to practice my courage right now. Let's go. I don't think we have to get rid of confidence. And definitely, Do not wait for confidence to come before we take action. Yes. Renee Brown said we can be brave and afraid at the same time. We can lack confidence and choose courage at the same time.
0: We're both over here just shaking our heads. This is so good.
2: I feel like we're sitting in church right now. (laughs) Seriously. And I know this next one is going to be just even more of that. I, I heard you say that the most important gold medal you can win is for becoming the best version of yourself. And I was like, Ooh, that's a mic drop moment. I absolutely loved it. Um, Can you kind of run down your thoughts on that? Because as a sports coach, one would think like, hey, it's all about those stats. But like you said, it's it's not about the stats in sports. You're saying like the most important gold medal you can win is for becoming the best version of yourself.
1: Yes, I, I do believe that. But I also believe that getting on the podium and having medals, like, I think that's important too. Like, I don't wanna downplay that. I think in our current sport culture, we have overplayed the medals and the winning. What I think is this, goals are what we do, values are who we are. If we only measure ourselves by our goals, we are going to be disappointed all the damn time. You know how hard it is to win? Do you know how hard it is to be first? You know how hard it is to get a scholarship, to be the leading scorer? It's reserved for the very few. So if that's the only thing that we measure our self worth by, where, think about where that's going to leave us. I believe we must show up with our values every day. We lead with our values. When I ask athletes, what your athletes, what their values are, they have never thought about it. They don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know you think about it. This is important. One of my values is courage. And I want to show up courageously every day as best I can. When we pay attention to our values, when we get clarity on our values, when we lead with our values. Ooh, this is good. (laughs) Just popped into my head. It allows us. It allows us face two truths. Because our goals will always have two truths. We either reach them or we didn't. Mm. Nobody has any problem when they reach their goals, but holy cows, as soon as we don't, the world is ended. Mm -hmm. But the truth is you're either going to get what you want or you're going to get what you don't want. And when we lead with our values, it helps us face both truths because we truly believe if this one truth that I don't like, it's the uncomfortable truth. If that uncomfortable truth happens, I will be okay. I will still like me. I will still love me. The sun will still come up tomorrow and I will be disappointed, but I will bounce back.
0: Mm.
1: When we lead with our values, I believe that's the most important podium
0: oh that's so powerful and and it's so true like uh when i started real estate and you guys were like here's our elite values and what are your values i'm like uh jesus i don't (laughs) i don't know That's a solid one to have. I mean, but Shawnee's totally right. Like, unless you actually think about it, especially when you're dealing with, you know, younger people who their world is like a grand total of the size of a quarter because they're still so young and their world is so small. Like, that's probably not something, you know, outside of a faith based raising, you know, that they've ever really thought about.
2: Yeah, and that's why I have him on the wall at Elite Realty. I want my agent's values to align with my values. That's how we create a culture of winning, right? And I love what she said. Like, even when you lose, you wake up the next day, and you know the sun is still shining. And I might be disappointed, but I'm going to move on. Like, I always say to Trent, when these big games happen, you know, he lost, uh, he was in his second time going to Nationals, and he had won the first time he went to Nationals, and he went to Nationals for a second time, and they lost. He was still the leading goal, the leading goalie in all of nationals, even though they got knocked out. And I'm like, Trent, listen, like at the end of the day, there's always more hockey to play. There's always more hockey to play. And once I said that once, like that has become my line. Like there's just, there's always more hockey to play, you know, like you, you win this certain thing, like, you know, the Olympics or the nationals or the, this or the, that, and guess what? You still get up and play again. Yeah, There's always more to play, but you you come back to those values and what's most important. So um, that is just, I love it.
1: Think about about how hard this is for athletes. Where do you ever see anything that is about values? Look at what they watch on social media. It's Mm -hmm. all about the goals. Call it the fluff versus the substance. Mm -hmm. Look and think about all the fluff on social media. Everybody's got their highlights. No one posts their lowlights.
0: Not me, I don't media. do that.
1: <laughs> so athletes, we don't have practice in this. And then think about what coaches talk about. Think about what parents talk about. Stats, you know, how did you play? How much playing time did you get? How many goals did you score? Do we ever ask our athletes on a scale of one to ten? How would you have rate how would you rate your courage today? Hmm. We ever asked that?
2: Nope. Nope. I love that. I will not. How did you
1: play? How many goals did you score? And think about what coaches are correcting all the time. And I asked coaches, I, I asked coaches, do you think courage is important? They like, yep. I said, do you think risk taking is important? They're like, yep. And um, do you measure it? Do you have a stat for it? They're like, uh, nope. I'm like, I know. Then don't expect your athletes to show it to you because they're going to play. No, it's, oh, this is good. <laughs> I love it when these little ideas just pop in my head. What matters gets measured. Yeah. Oh, why don't we make some of these values matter and why don't we start measuring them? The only thing we measure are goals, outcomes, results. our athletes have no role modeling to put their brain over to thinking about values, because where do you find that? I don't see that very often in sport.
0: Yeah. Or in culture. Our culture is completely devoid of values right now. Yeah. But But that's a whole nother episode that Trisha won't let me record. (laughs) Oh, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So on our show, uh, we talk a lot about grit, grace, resilience. Um, And you absolutely need a lot of every single one of these things, you know, and you know, in sports and pretty much in everyday life. So um, can you run down like three or four action steps, tips or resources that you teach or you give your clients to help them develop these practices, help them develop these skills in their, in their, in their personal lives and in their athletic life?
1: I will. And before I do, I'm going to, I think what's so important. So you said Grit. Resilience. What
0: was the other thing you said? Grace. Grit, grace, and resilience. Grit. Okay. What
1: I, what I think is that if we're going to try to have those things, we have to first understand why we don't. Mm. We have to move from the what to the why. There's a reason. Because I'm going to tell you right now, athletes are so sick and tired of people throwing stuff at them. You know, you got to be grittier. How? How do I get grittier? And why am I not? Help me with those things. Okay, shoot, I'm on another tangent. Okay, <laughs> so we gotta move from what to why to how. This is uh, one of my favorite little tips, and I call it call it the formula. And it has three steps: wait, shift, choose. Wait is an acronym it stands for what am i thinking and it actually means wait pause chill take a moment how often do athletes think about what they're thinking about how in the world are we supposed to change our behavior if we don't know we do we're doing it how are we supposed to change our thoughts if we've never thought about our thoughts so wait is what am i thinking and if we want to get more mentally tough, grittier, more resilient. We have to pay attention to when our thoughts are taking us in the opposite direction, our fearful thoughts, our scared thoughts, our timid thoughts. What am I thinking? Step two, no. So be like, what am I thinking? It could be, wow, I'm, I'm really nervous about the game tomorrow. There's one, and then we shift. The shift could be this. Well, nerves sound normal. I bet everybody is feeling nervous about the game tomorrow. To see what we do, we let it, we don't say, oh, here, the shift is not, okay, just don't be nervous. That's not the shift. <laughs> no. The shift is, yes, I am nervous. That seems normal. Nerves are a normal feeling because tomorrow is important. It's a, And then it's okay to be nervous. And then another shift is, do you know what? I've done the work. I've put in the time. Choose. Choose a courageous action. And on game day, it's like basketball is my sport. On game day, it's like I'm taking at least two three point shots in each half. Weight is identifying the negative, scary, worried, timid, Fearful thought shift to a thought that is true and serves you better, then choose a courageous action. Courage is a choice. Wait, shift, choose.
0: I love that. Ah I love all of this. I'm getting so many <laughs> of these. I'm gonna make um And making signs for our new office. Courage is a choice. Courage is a choice. I love
2: that so much, too. I need that for my house. (sighs) Another three words that I found um, on your site was be, do, have. And you had little things that went along with each of them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. No, and I think be, do, have is...
1: It's not just sport. I think it's life in general. It stands for be willing to do what it takes to have what you want. Athletes forget about this. It's it's not a free ride. Nobody out there going to give you a free ride. Be willing to do what it takes to have what you want. So start at the end and work backwards. What do you want? Mm -hmm. What's it going to take to get what you want? And are you willing to do it? That's pretty clear. I've had athletes say to me, this is what I want. Want to be an all-star, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, let's start talking about what it's gonna take. And they're like, well, I just have to eat better. Well, okay, I gotta get some shots up. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. We need to speak the truth here. For you to have this all-star, it's going to take this, 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 this. And, and I'm, I speak the truth. And then they're looking at me and they're like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll try for all-star next year. I'm like, well, good to know. Yep. And now you're not lying to yourself anymore. Yep. I, I tell athletes, be very intentional with what you say you want. We're coming back to goals again. Because a lot of times they say what they want, but when they start putting the list of what it's going to take, they've never even looked at the damn list of what it's going to take. So they don't even know if they're willing. And I say that, and I I say this, like, oh, I want it so bad. I'm like, whoop, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) That That is not special. Everyone wants it. Why do so few get it? be do have figure out what you want and then be willing to do what it takes that's becoming a lost art in our current sport culture
2: mm. Yeah. And remember, I was when you asked me, it it reminded me of, you were asking me about like, well, why don't we have mandatory call blocks and mandatory this at the office? And I'm like, we tried that. We did mandatory. Everybody does this, this, this. This is our schedule every day. Everybody has to make this many calls. Everybody has to follow this winning script. Everybody has to go through these spots. Everybody said they wanted accountability. Everybody said they They wanted a bunch of money. Yep. You want to be a six-figure earner, but you don't want to do the work it takes to be a six-figure earner. And so it applies to sports, you know, even down to like, I always was telling Trent, like, you got to drink more water. You got to drink more water. You got to be hydrated. This is, this this is part of it. And then he comes home one day with a jug of water from camp. And he's like, coach told me to
0: drink more water and it changed my life. And I'm like, Jeez, I've been telling you to drink water for 15 years. But you're the mom, you don't know anything or even to parenting, you know, it's like, I say, I want my kids to have this specific type of behavior? Am I willing to do what it takes, which often involves me being miserable, Mm -hmm. not having the TV to keep them occupied so that I can take a crap by myself for five minutes? I mean, (laughs) this is so insightful, so enlightening.
2: Yeah, you got to be willing to do the work. And to get what you want. And so many people aren't. They're not willing to do that work. You want to lose weight, but you don't want to stop eating candy bars. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to go for a walk, right? So you say you want something, but you're not willing to do the work to get to it. And then you have that, like she was talking about earlier, Shawnee was talking about that cognitive dissonance with, I say I'm this, but I know I'm not doing the work to actually be this. So then I'm mad at myself because I'm not, you know, hitting these goals or doing these things. Um, and you had talked about how, one of the I actually put it as the title to this episode you had said are you playing to win or not to lose and I was like dang
0: and I thought <laughs> about
2: it with fitness right am I working out to not get fat or am I working out to lose weight right like you can translate that into so many different things are you playing to actually win are you going that extra level are you doing those extra things or just not to lose
0: yeah yeah amazing yeah yeah
2: well it's
1: a bit of the it's part of um, maybe another way of saying it is, are you getting through it or are you getting from it
0: mm. i like that those are very
1: different athletes spend a lot of time getting through it mm-hmm. was practice today good what'd you work on i don't know they're just they're just getting through it they have no idea if they got better, you know, one, 1% better in that practice day. It's everything is get through it. Hurry up so I can get back to my phone. I think about what our phone is. Scroll, 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 get through, get through, get through, get through. How often do we stop and intentionally read something
0: yeah, that we we'll are be little. getting
1: from it? We are, we are the, we're the quick, it's the quick turnover that we, that we're looking for. And again, it comes back to be, do, have, you can't get through it quickly. If you're going to reach the goals that you set over here, Mm. it's a really hard, this is a hard truth for this generation of athletes because they've been, they've been grown, they're growing up in the instant gratification. And I've never worked with a successful athlete where instant gratification got them to the top of the podium.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. Like, no matter um, – we've seen a lot of kids, with, like, going through the hockey community that they were rock stars at, you know, 10, 11, 12, and then they've burned out by 16, or they were rock star at 16, and now their girlfriend sidetracked them or, you know, this sidetracked them. So it's it's exactly what you're saying. Like, it's so hard. Y- you have to be willing to do those little things. You have to be willing to go to the next level. And um, my last line that was my favorite and made me laugh so hard Card, you said, winning is a great deodorant. It covers up the smelly stuff. And I about I just started cracking up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to let her unpack that because that was just like so great.
1: Well, I think it comes back to what I had said earlier about fluff and substance. All, I, I just... I think that social media is is so repetitive and I think coach speak is so repetitive and I think parent speak is so repetitive. It's so much about winning. It's so much about the stats. It's so much about the outcome. And every time we win, think about how much self-reflection we do compared to self-congratulation. When we lose. We don't do a lot of self reflection. We do a lot of self beating up. Mm -hmm. What I think is important is when we win, we cannot allow it just to be a deodorant. Because even when we win, there is smelly stuff in there. But no one wants to look or smell the smell, look at or smell the smelly stuff. But the day is going to come when the smelly stuff, the smell of the smelly stuff, Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what deodorant you use, it's no longer going to work. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And winning is no longer going to be the deodorant. How often do we see in sport teams that win? And then at the end of the season, how many athletes quit? How many unhappy parents are there? Mm -hmm. Because the winning says, if I just win, it will solve all the problems. Like, oh no. <laughs> Deodorant only works for a short period of time.
2: So true. So true. I this has been so great. Um, and for our listeners, if, if listeners wanted to connect with you, they want to learn more, they want to engage you for coaching, like where where is a good way for people to find you?
1: The best place to find me is my website. It's my first and last name, Shawneeharley.com you'll have this somewhere in the, in the show notes, but yep. my contact information is there. I'm also on social media. They can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn. My handle is Shawnee Harley.
0: Awesome. Thank Perfect. you so much for joining us today. Like, oh my gosh, I, my brain is everywhere right now. It's going a million miles a minute. I have notes, literally just notes and notes and notes from everything that you said. Do you want to speed round the last three questions really quick, the fun ones? All right. We got two minutes left. Okay. Um, My favorite question to ask is if you were any animal, what animal would you be?
1: A jungle tiger. A jungle
0: tiger. (laughs)
2: If you could go back and give teenage you advice, what would it be?
0: Face your fear. I like that.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: I think we all wish we could go back to being teenagers and keep the knowledge that we have now, but usually that's not part of the genie's deal.
2: Nope. If you had one wish, what would you wish for?
0: You can't say world peace.
2: (laughs) She's like, that wasn't my wish anyways. (laughs) My wish
1: is that podcasts such as this can start being the change that we need in our sport culture. Athletes are wilting in this current sport culture. Parents are getting crazier in this current sport culture and they are wilting too. Coaches are under more pressure and stress than ever and they are wilting too. We have an unhealthy garden. We need to change the fertilizer. And my wish is that we could start growing a healthier garden to keep more athletes involved, more parents and more coaches. Because yes, sport builds character, but it also reveals it. And right now the character that's being revealed is not gold medal standard.
0: Mm. Wow. That was beautiful. I got more goosebumps. Like, I'm going to cry. Oh, my goodness. Well, listeners, you just heard a serious sermon from Pastor Shani Harley. He's just dropping some nuggets here. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It was such a wonderful pleasure and a super blessing on my heart. Um, We are here every Thursday across all platforms, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're literally all over. If you can't find us, you're blind. So we drop fresh episodes every single Thursday. So make sure you check in with us. Subscribe on the platform. Leave us a love note and a five-star review. Uh, like the show and share the show because this is definitely one that needs to get out there for sure.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, friends. Thank you, Shawnee. And we'll see you all next Thursday. All right. Bye bye.
0: We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit grace and real estate you can also connect with us on instagram facebook we hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy